This podcast is for professional voice teachers to answer the question, how do I grow my teaching business and even break out of that one-on-one lesson model so that I can reach and teach who I want whenever I want. I'm your host, Allie Tyler, voice teacher of over a decade and marketing and business coach for fellow voice teachers. Welcome to the Voicepreneur Podcast. Hey, 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 voice teacher. Welcome back to another episode. Thank you so much for spending your time with me. I am excited. We are going into a rapid fire Q&A. And let me tell you about rapid fire Q&A before I just go down into the questions here where we are rapidly answering a bunch of your questions that are coming in. I first want to explain real quick where and how you can ask these questions and why this even exists in the first place in case you have no idea what we're talking about. So the reason why this exists or why I really wanted to bring this on to the podcast is because I want you to feel like you have support. I want you to feel like you can ask questions regarding business and marketing or online marketing and get your questions answered pretty rapidly. And yes, of course, here on the show, but also inside of the Aligned Voice Teachers Facebook group. So if you're not already a part of this group, come and join us. It's free. It's great. It's a bunch of voice teachers who are on a mission to align their business with what it is that they truly want in their life and as a teacher. It's really, really great. And What's happening inside of this group is now we are creating a forum where you can ask questions. So if you have a question that you want answered, maybe on the show, or if you would like some responses inside of that group, because there are some really awesome voice teachers in there who can answer your question for you, then you definitely want to comment inside of that forum, or you can post your question with the hashtag question. You can ask anything and everything as it relates to the show or the brand, and we will do our very, very best to make sure that your question is answered some way, somehow. Now, of course, if it requires more than just a rapid fire answer or even a podcast episode, I'm going to be straight up with you and I'm going to tell you, hey, this is a great question. I feel like we could really cover this in either a 15 minute chat or in a consult with me, because those are also ways that we can connect with each other over Zoom and ensure that you have the support that you need. So I am not here to just give you, you know, hacks and tips and tricks. I am here to really make sure that you have everything you need to understand the web of online marketing. I actually relate this a lot to understanding the language of music because when you think about music, right, and you think about a student who is learning how music works for the very first time, we all were this person at one point in our life, it's kind of like a big web and we are, we're in the middle of it. We're learning how this web works. We're like, okay, that chord. Okay. That's this type of chord. And that's a scale. And those scales have these notes, but those have sharp, like it's a lot, right? It's really music is a language. It can be really complex to learn. It is complex to learn. And then there is a moment. There is an aha moment. There is a moment where you're like, Oh, I get it. I get it. I get how it works. There is a pattern here. Marketing, online marketing is exactly the same way. It is the exact same way. There is this kind of period of time where you are clawing through the web. You're like, oh my gosh, there is so much to learn. And there is, there is so much to learn. There is so much to learn. And you will have that moment 
where you will get it. You'll be like, oh, now I understand how this works. Okay, now it's repeatable. Now it's intuitive. Now I can play with it. Now I can get creative with everything, how I market, how I do anything and everything (laughs) across the board. You just have to get through the trenches first. So part of doing that is this rapid fire Q&A. That's what this is all about. I want to give you an opportunity to get your question answered either here on the show or inside of the Aligned Voice Teachers Facebook group. I will link it inside of the show notes so you can come and join us inside over there. And let's dive in. Here we go. You ready for it? (laughs) We have five questions, so let's dive into it. Question number one, how do you choose which website platform to use? Squarespace, Wix, Kajabi. I am so overwhelmed and I would love some help. Ah, yes, I totally understand. So this is going to kind of actually piggyback off of last week's episode. So first job is to go and check out last week's episode because I talked about how I built the Voicepreneur website in like the cheapest and best (laughs) way possible. It was seriously such a great experience and super affordable. So that might already answer some of your questions because I did go with Wix. However, I just want to focus specifically on Wix and Squarespace because these really are the two competitors that you would be looking at. And here's the real deal. I can't tell you (laughs) which one is better or worse. And I'm using both. So on thewholevoice.com, that is Squarespace. And on thevoicepreneur.com, that is Wix. I love them both equally and they are totally comparable in prices. They do very similar things. So yeah, it's totally a personal choice, but those would be the two things that you would be looking at specifically for a website platform, which leads me to question number two. Oh, wait, before I go into that question, I want to circle back to question number one and answer a question that I already know that you're thinking about, which is what about WordPress and show it? These are two other competitors that are also really popular. So truthfully, I feel like, and I have used WordPress, but I've never used show it. WordPress was really challenging for me. I didn't feel like I totally understood how the design worked. And it was just, it's, it's pretty advanced. Like it's kind of like the, what is it? It's not, is it logic? I think that's the one logic. That's like the next level up from pro tools where it's like so advanced that you're like, I don't know. Is this totally necessary? (laughs) That's kind of how I felt about WordPress where it was just, it's a very advanced platform. It's really great. It can do everything, but it requires a lot of coding and a lot of creativity. And yeah, I don't know. I didn't prefer it, but that's just me. Some people love WordPress and that is totally fine. Show it is also something I'm seeing a lot more these days. And I gotta be honest with you. I was really close to going with show it for my website it looks so good. Their websites are beautiful, but they are pricey. They are pricey. It is more expensive to go to show it. So that was just something I had to nix out right from the get-go because I did not want to spend an arm and a leg on a beautiful website. You don't have to do that. So that was just kind of me. Okay, moving on to question number two, which is why didn't you use Kajabi for your website platform? So I answered this on a story the other day and I realized, oh man, 
I wonder if I've explicitly said this or not, because again, marketing is a web and I'll say a lot of things about something and then maybe not about a particular thing. What am I talking about? I'm talking about Kajabi as a website platform. So here's the main difference between a website platform and a course hosting platform. Kajabi is a course hosting platform. They host your videos and your audios and all of the stuff that you would create inside of a dashboard of a program, right? It also does a lot of other things, which is really great. It does landing pages, it does sales pages, and it does email marketing, and it does website. But it is not specifically known for being a website design platform. People don't go to Kajabi to build out a website unless they have courses and products and things that they are simultaneously selling at the same time. So they're using all of it at once and they didn't typically previously have a website prior to that or they are moving their entire website onto Kajabi to save money, which is totally, totally understandable and awesome. I know many people who are doing this and that's wonderful where they have their website on Kajabi. They are using the email. They are using the courses. They are using all of the whole things. Great. Personally, for me, I wanted my website to look beautiful. That's was something that's important to me. I really, really like design. <laughs> I really like pretty things. And I'm not saying that Kajabi websites aren't beautiful, but they are not known for being a website platform and therefore they don't have the same type of functionality that something like Wix or Squarespace does. And that's okay. That's totally okay. It's kind of like those products you see that they have their one main jam and then they try to add on a couple other things. Actually, I'm seeing Squarespace do this exact same thing and so is Wix where they're like, oh, scheduling. That's totally a thing that people are doing. Let's have Squarespace scheduling. Like that was something that just came out in the last couple of years, right? But they're not known for a scheduling platform. People who are looking to, you know, use like a scheduling platform specifically for bookings and and payments and bookings and that type of stuff, they're not generally going to go to Squarespace. They're going to go to somewhere else. So just keep that in mind when you are evaluating different platforms. What is the main intention of the thing that you are trying to build? right? Like for me, it was, I wanted it to look beautiful. I wanted it to have functionality where I could go in and change the design and the whole thing and it not be an issue and it be really easy, right? I wanted it to, et cetera, et cetera. There's a ton of other things. And you can go and listen to the previous episode where I talk all about that. So I'm not going to talk about that right now, but have your list, know what your priorities are, and hey, I have seen really awesome websites done on Kajabi because their messaging is phenomenal. So we're not going to knock it till we try it, right? If you want to use Kajabi and you want to go for it, make sure that your brand messaging is great. And I have no doubt that you are going to grow your business that way. Here's question number three. If I'm feeling good about where things are at with my teaching and I don't want to build an online course yet, what should I be focusing on? Ooh, okay. This is a juicy question. You do not have to build an online course. You don't have to build a membership. You don't have to build anything. This is really a conversation that you can have with yourself about, well, what do I really want when I say that? What am I yearning for? So 
For example, I just had a call with a client, a voice teacher last week, and we were talking about this exact thing. And I found it to be really fascinating and something I was thinking a lot about, which was we kind of landed on the word community. And we were reckoning with the fact that like, hey, maybe this isn't necessarily a service that I sell, but it is something that I'm yearning for. And it is something that I feel like I can facilitate and I can teach people, right? And I can really help people in this way, but I'm not necessarily going out and being this gung-ho like coach who is selling all these courses and has all these results and blah, 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 right? So it's really a matter of going back to what is it that I'm yearning for? And are other people yearning for the same thing? So that's the first question that I would ask <laughs> is maybe we can redefine what growth looks like for you if it's not in the form of an offer. If it is in the form of an offer, that's wonderful. That's the thing you should be focusing on. So that's an easy answer for you. Or if it's not that, it's figuring out what the thing is. <laughs> so that could be something that you're focusing on. And really, actually going back to community now that I think about it, but a really great place to start is just building your email list. I feel like there's no harm ever in doing that. And what I mean by that is creating a separate quote unquote master list of email subscribers who are interested at all in anything that you offer. It could be stories that you're sharing on stories. It could be graphics that you're putting out. It could be humorous reels, not selling anything. Like it doesn't matter how people relate to you, but people will relate to you and them giving them their email address. And you have a place where you can connect with and build a relationship with these people. That is a really great place to start. I deeply feel like we are all looking for that right now. And I could talk about totally on a separate episode about this, but we are looking for belonging. We are looking for relationships. We are looking for connection. So start there, build your email list, maybe start connecting with people more on DMs, maybe post more polls on DMs if you're not sure how to connect with people and start building relationships that way. But you really can't go wrong with building your email list. So <laughs> I would definitely start with that because here's the thing about your email list they can definitely become paying people in the future. So why not connect with them now, right? I mean, why not? It's just going to save you in the long run. So I hope that that answered that question. It's a really big question, and I feel like I could do an entire episode on it, but I wanted to keep that one kind of brief. So I hope I did that. All right. Number four, I'd love to know. Oh, this is a really good one. I'd love to know how you balance motherhood with running a business. We're working on starting a family, and it's a step I'm honestly really nervous about. Ah, I just want to give this person a hug because... I appreciate your vulnerability in sharing this with me, and I'm going to say it short and sweet. The way that you balance it is you get help. That's how you find help. And you know what's hysterical? <laughs> I think about this a lot. I like laugh about it all the time. For whatever reason, my husband and I, I, I don't know why this is, we didn't, we never talked about childcare, ever. We never 
ever spoke about it. We didn't talk about daycare. We didn't talk about having a nanny. We didn't talk about it at all. We prepared in every other way. We talked about how we would support each other while I was in postpartum and the cues that we would give each other when we were sleep deprived and we needed, you know, each other's help and then screen time and parenting, you know, like discipline things. And oh my, we talked about everything. <laughs> but we didn't talk about childcare. I don't know why. What is this? We're both self-employed too. That's the even funnier part. Like I think there's something about self-employed implies like self, I don't know, independence, self-reliant. I have no idea what twisted reason. <laughs> I don't know the twisted reason. Why? We didn't think about it. So what happened was I have this baby. I'm breastfeeding this baby all the time. It's an ordeal. It's a full-time job. And around five or six months in, I'm like, I'm having my come to Jesus moment. I have got to have help. (laughs) Like, what are we doing? Why do we not have help? What is going on? I was so lucky that we just happened to move to a very, very tiny town. And this is the perk of living in a small town where I could get on the daycare list like bing in a couple of days. He got right in. She's two minutes down the road. It's super affordable. And he is there four days a week from eight to five. And like I said, I'm very, very fortunate. Like that is one of those things where I thank God every day where I'm like, how did that happen? Oh, it's because, yes, we chose to live into this small town, but still, how did that happen? Like I got very lucky and I know that people who are in the city have it way harder, I think. I mean, I think it's also really different country to country. Here in America, daycare is really, really tough. But this is what I will say. You just need help. That's it. If you have help there's something magical that happens in terms of like the actual superpowerness of being a mom. And I've talked with other moms about this too. And the people who are like badass, business owning, voicepreneurs, especially in our community, they're all moms. They're like two, three kids and they're freaking doing it. There is something magical that happens in our brains where we just become like super mom in terms of our time management. I feel like when I started paying for my time, specifically with daycare, because that is what you're doing. You are paying for your time. You're like, here's my kid. I'm paying you to like watch my kids so I can get my time back, right? You start looking at everything differently. I started looking at my business differently, my priorities, how I was spending my time, you know, what needed to go and what needed to stay. And it became so much more evident when I had a baby. So I will say that the balance, I mean, I don't love that word. That's something that I don't resonate with. I don't know that it's balance. I think it's all about just living in the swing of (laughs) whatever you're going through. Sometimes you're going to go through periods of time, especially as a mom, where you're just like, okay, I am nursing my baby every two hours. And this is my life for, you know, however many months like that is what are you going to do with that? You can't live a normal life like that. (laughs) Like that's the chapter you're in. And that's okay. That's what motherhood is all about. It's just embracing the chapter, having help, having help in any capacity, anywhere and everywhere, just having help and prioritizing your time. And that is how you do it. I mean, that's how I do it. So (laughs) I would love to hear though, if you are a mom or if you are interested in being a mom, let me know on 
Instagram. And I would love to chat more about this because I think this would be a really fun conversation to continue and bring back onto the podcast. But again, I want to keep it rapid. Oh gosh, I'm looking at the time. This is not as rapid as I wanted it to be. Okay, here we go. Question number five. We are going to answer this super fast. Are you ready? This is a good question. And I think I can answer it pretty quickly. Do you have any thoughts about the recession? (laughs) I'm curious how to navigate this time as a business owner, specifically with pricing. Mm, Yes. Okay. So here is my two-pronged answer. (laughs) Prong number one, I have no freaking idea. I have no idea. Nobody knows. Nobody knows what's going on right now. Okay. So I like... I have no idea what to think about the recession. Is there even a recession? I also read a stat that we, this Black Friday, spent more money than we ever have in this country (laughs) as consumers. People have money. So I think, this is my gut talking, and this is the second prong. I think that people are looking at money differently now than they were a couple years ago. And I think they're looking at affordability and probably sustainability. But more affordability. And what I mean by affordability is not necessarily like make everything super cheap, although you can do that. That is certainly one route you can go. But it can also mean payment plans. It can mean membership models. I'm actually in a couple of memberships right now, and it's really great because they are super different than how I run my membership and how they each run each other's memberships. So it's really great to see the different contrasts here. And one of the memberships that I joined had you join at a 12-month commitment. So it was a year-long commitment, but it was broken out into, of course, 12 monthly payments, right? And so the payment itself doesn't feel that big, but on the whole, it is a pricey ordeal when you look at it all together, right? So that's one model. There's a million different models that you can go that creates this, <laughs> I don't want to say this word, but I'm going to say it, creates this illusion that it is more affordable than it actually is. Wow, that sounds so wrong. I hope this doesn't sound so wrong. <laughs> What I mean is perception. Ah, there we go. That's the word I was looking for. That's so much better than illusion. What we mean is we are creating a different perception around money and affordability. Rather than saying something like, hey, I'm creating this coaching program and it's $2,000 and it's going to be amazing. I mean, this is something that was super big a year ago, right? We saw these $1,000, $2,000, you know, however many thousand dollar coaching programs. And I'm not knocking it. That's a great model. And that's a lot of money. But now I feel in relation to this quasi-recession-y thing that we're in right now, people are actually turned off by that. They look at that and they're like, I'm sorry. I just, $1,000 like right now, I would much rather pay, you know, whatever 1,000 divided by 12 is, (laughs) for example. It doesn't have to be 12. It can be whatever. I would much rather pay that and you're marketing it that way. And again, you don't have to do this, but I'm just saying this as an example, like it's perception, right? It is all perception. And the other thing I will say is I do think these smaller priced sort of, you know, one-offs like workshops and masterclasses and things that are in the 
40 to 50 dollar range are also going to be really big this year so that's just my gut talking and i really don't know and with that <laughs> i hope that that sort of answered that question again this is a really great conversation and i would love to continue the conversation on instagram if you are instagram and you resonate with any of these episodes i just want to give you a big virtual hug and request that you share about this podcast with anybody you think would resonate with it you could share this on your stories you can share it with your voice teacher friends however you want let's just spread the love spread in the love and as always you know where to come and find us if you want to learn more about any of the offers inside of the voicepreneur the links are all inside of the show notes and we are open for you and ready to support you all right my love i hope that you have a wonderful rest of your day and you keep kicking ass in your teaching business i'll catch you in the next episode